Welcome to episode two of the One Life podcast. Um, we had our first episode last week. We've had actually a few people watch and listen, which is pretty awesome. Um, if you are listening to us right now, you can also watch us on our YouTube channel. Just search for One Life podcast on YouTube or click the link in the description wherever you're watching right now. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, One Life Church, just want to let you know that we are um, one church in multiple locations. So we have uh, two locations in Evansville, one on the east side of Evansville, Indiana, one on the west side of Evansville, Indiana, and then one in Henderson, Kentucky. And speaking of Henderson, uh, we have two of our uh, staff from Henderson, One Life Henderson, here with us this morning. It's not even this morning. I don't know why I said morning. It's just like habit in church world to say morning, I think. But to my left, I have Ryan Nunn, campus pastor from One Life Henderson, and Ryan was on last week. Great to be back. Thanks, Ryan. This is nice radio intro. <laughs> in there. And then um, on the right end over here, we have Josh Stanley, and Josh is the Connections Director at One Life Henderson. Happy to be here. Yes. And then we have our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson, who will be leading a lot of the conversation, and we get to hear from him about some of the things that maybe he wanted to say or get to on Sunday that sometimes you just don't have all the time for. That's right. So I'll kind of wear out my welcome and just kind of keep talking beyond uh, the my didn't get my 35 minutes of a message. So you mean you had more to say? We figured there was plenty, you know? So, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. So, um, kind of wanted to start with something we talked about last week is an idea as our staff is, is giving everyone kind of a little bit of an insight of what the behind the scenes looks like for us when we're preparing for a, um, a Sunday weekend experience, but also kind of that message. So one of our values is we evaluate everything for continual improvement. And one of those things that we evaluate is the Sunday message. And so whoever's teaching that week, um, we usually record a backup version um, just in case internet would happen to go down, which sometimes it does. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah, it happened last Sunday. And um, so this past week was Brett and we record on Thursdays and uh, we run it just like it's a normal broadcast. And uh, then we evaluate it as a team afterwards and give whoever's teaching feedback of what they should uh, keep, add, tweak, or what was the last one? There's like four Lose. things. Lose, yeah. Um, and so kind of want to give you guys a, just an overview of what that day looks like. I don't know if everybody wants to start. Ryan, you want to start? Anything you want to... Sure. I, I mean, I've preached several times, and I think my, the, when it comes to the evaluation thing, because most people don't do that, so any other setting that I've been in prior to One Life, uh, there wasn't a lot of evaluation there. So whenever you you know kind of pour your heart out in a message and, and you do all this stuff, then you're trying to kind of teach truth from the Bible, and all, it's just a big deal. And then uh, you quickly realize that everything that you thought was so amazing wasn't bad, just, you know, it needs to be tweaked a little bit or maybe not there anymore. So, um, share your heart differently next time. Yeah. Right. You can pour out your heart, but pour out your heart just in a different fashion. Well, the time. things that are the most helpful, I mean, tend to hurt the most, you know, so it's, it's hard to hear at first, but it really does help. I don't know. I think it's very, very helpful. Yeah, it's funny this this past weekend we did the Thursday thing and I did not like it the first run through and then we evaluated it and I thought okay but we didn't we didn't go redo it they thought it was good enough or whatever but I still didn't like it and so I changed it over the weekend usually I don't change them a lot but I changed them some and uh, this one I changed in my mind pretty significantly from Thursday to Sunday well then in Henderson ironically enough 
uh, we make these because just in case something fails and the internet fails and they saw the Thursday version that I did not like. And so, and then I changed and I liked the 9 a.m. at our East Campus. I liked that one pretty good, but they didn't see it. And then I went over to Henderson 11 and did something completely different even from that, not completely different, but from different from 9 at East. So we're talking about the message today a little bit, but none of them were the same. So I, I'm, I'm sorry about that. But that, what, that It's that amazing how reason. much life shuts down with no internet. Like where we are oh, yeah. in history, We're, when internet oh, right, goes right, away, yeah. it's like everything's crazy. So it was, it was a little interesting. Yeah. So Josh heard like the the nine o'clock broadcast one, right. and then he also heard the eleven o'clock in Henderson. Or did you? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I sat in the eleven live, so I saw that um, yesterday morning, and then um, on my way here, you know, I was just trying to be adequately prepared for this discussion. Uh, I listened to the broadcast from East at nine a.m. Um, so a responsible guy, <laughs> really, really new. who else does that out there? It's good. I don't know. I tried I do my so best. The, and, and the 11 o'clock at Henderson to me felt kind of kooky. If I'm being honest to me, if I'm comparing the two, did, did you, you kooky? can say it. It's fine. <laughs> did you think it was? Um, no, I mean, I thought sure. it was fine. Okay, I, I, yeah, I got good notes and I mean, I didn't see the 9am broadcast until, so my wife and I lead a growth group. We had right. meet on Sunday evenings. Um, and we had our discussion and everything last night based on, you know, the 11 a.m. Um, like live uh, message. You based, uh, you based the discussion on the 11 a.m. Right, because right. Because the 9 a.m. was I didn't worthless see it till today. no one discussed about it at all. <laughs> oh, okay, good. No, no, I, I didn't so see I it until today. Okay. So. so I apologize all of you in Henderson who heard the 9 o'clock. It was a tape of something I didn't even like. You so. may or may not know this, Brett, but Josh is a pretty avid note taker. You know, so he, he's, uh, he's usually the guy on first or second row that's up there jotting down all these notes while you're up there talking. Okay, and here's a trade secret of all preachers. We love those people. There's always like <laughs> one or two at the most. But if you do notice someone out there doing that, you're like, all right, check me out. I don't know if I deserve this or not, but if you ever wanted, I don't know, somehow to get extra favor with the pastor or preacher, just, just even if you're faking it, just out there just taking notes. It's, we did little, turn those in at the tip. end of the week and then get a gold star. Josh, have you ever received a gold star? Actually, I have. I just got my first gold star last week. Congratulations. So I, was, I was kind of excited about it. What'd you do with it? Where's it uh, at? It's in my binder. I carry yeah. around a little binder where I keep all my pertinent notes. Notes and stuff? <laughs> and it's in my binder. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the overachiever? You know who's never got a gold star? Me. Uh, never. I've That's not true. You got one last year. I did not. You not sure? a formal one. I've oh, never had really? it. We have a gold star system verbal? in here. That's our executive director is actually literally go, gives gold stars. She's texted me one. No, that doesn't matter. She's <laughs> well, actually had staff meetings where she gives a gold star and everybody goes, wow, aren't you awesome? Never had one in seven, <laughs> eight years yeah, ever. Mm. So I don't, there's, I don't know. That means something. I don't know what, but I mean, gosh, that's it means so I have sad. a lot of angst about it is what it means. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's going on there right now. So. Uh, it's probably because she listened to the Thursday version of the message. <laughs> so what is one of the harder, like hardest just from your so you preach a whole lot more than, than I do per se, but what is, when you're having to preach a message kind of two or three times in a row on a Sunday, you said that the 11 o'clock felt kooky. What, what did you, what do you mean? Like, what do you, what's the hard I was being that? kooky. I think, okay, here's another little inside track. The night before, uh, it was a Saturday night. I actually went to a Taylor Swift concert. That's what? right. We can talk about that. <laughs> Saw her up in Indy. Long story. A friend of mine said my whole family paid for it. We were sitting in we had great seats, but two of us decided to drive home to be in time for church. And I was functioning on three hours sleep. So by the time I got to the 11 o'clock, 
I could feel myself just kind of coming off the rails mentally and everything, and I just started heaving. Like I said something, I didn't see in any of the other versions in that. And I could tell when I got into it, like, why are you saying this? It's a stop. But I tried to finish my thought. It's hard to so, stop yourself. That's what I meant by kooky, and I said a few side comments that, and I think I'm more that way in Henderson at 11 because I'm not talking to cameras. I'm a little less less self-conscious and a little more free because I know it's not being taped. You know, so nobody yeah, else I'll is make editorial it comments that I won't normally say. I'll, I'll, I'll let you on that too. We love that though. Yeah, it's like because I know it's not being taped or watched. I'm like, okay, that's so fine. that yes. Henderson Eleven crowd gets like the the. They get the raw, the, stupid version of it, probably, but, or at least the, the unhinged, one that's, or, Yeah, the unhinged and less, uh, yeah. So So if you're at, uh, attend One Life Henderson, you've been trying to figure out which service you should go to, definitely 11, because you never know what you're going to yeah, get. The 11, <laughs> you might get loads of heresy, but yeah. you, you, might, you, know, you might get a few laughs out of it, yeah. We can edit that part. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. No, that's good. Um, so for you, like, as you're, like, I guess Ryan, too, as you guys have been in the evaluation portion, what, honestly, what's that like when you're hearing other people talk about what you just, like the, um, what you just communicated out? What, what's it like? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like it can't be fun per se. No, no, it's never fun. I, I don't like Thursdays. It's, <laughs> it's, I, I don't, I, I kind of dread it. It sounds bad to say that, but I do. But I, I, it was my idea to set them up that way. So, because I, it's kind of like exercise uh, for me personally. You know, Josh lives to exercise and is really into it in a way so he can go beat people up or whatever it is he does. <laughs> and then more on that later. But, uh, but, but it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's one of those necessary painful things. You do it and it's a good thing, but you don't necessarily like the process itself of hurting your muscles or whatever. It's the same thing with that. It, I'll never forget the first time I preached, you pulled me aside right before we evaluated everybody else was in the room in Henderson in the conference room waiting and you pulled me aside and you said, Hey, just want to give you a heads up. It's easier to remember that everybody in here wants you to succeed. And did I say that? You did. You told me that. Oh. And you said, we're all on the same team. We're Gold in this star. together. And the, you really, you affirmed me that, that, uh, I wouldn't be on stage if it wasn't something that people had seen. And so one of the, the principles that I always stick to, because it really is a little bit personal when some, I remember, especially the first time I've had one message that I felt like it was pretty raked over the coals in a, in a sense, not, not disrespectfully, but it was just, right. I had to rebuild it, you know? And, uh, and, and even as tough as it was by the time we got to Sunday and even now looking back, it, it just, it's super helpful because right. we know what we want to get out and anybody who's done any public speaking, you know what you want to say, but the hard part is actually getting it out in a way to where everybody's not looking at you, rolling their eyes, saying, please hurry up. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, to, when I say I don't like it, I, I don't like the process because it does make me nervous and all that, but I enjoy the process with everybody because speaking of the table kind of thing, we do sit down, we have a meal together. It is all friends together, again, working for that common good. And, you know, I, I know everybody's working, for, and, and we have a lot of fun with it, and it's, it's pretty funny and, and all that. And so everybody tries to make it as relaxed as we possibly can. But The thing I appreciate the most about it, though, really is that we say we evaluate everything for continual improvement, but you lead out on that in a sense. I guess we all do from the stage, but it's just that's a, a, a value that we hold in pretty high esteem, and so it's not something that we don't, experience together um so that's a cool thing about it too i think 
Yeah, it's helped me enormously. I mean, it really has. It's made me, and, and sweet, you know, Sarah's very good about reminding me that, uh, you know, that students matter, speak to them, or, or she'll have an angle because, I don't know, she's, what, about 50 years younger than me and something like that. <laughs> so, but just kind of bringing up <laughs> issues that I would, or hears things just with yeah. different ears than I normally would. And, and she's probably saved me a lot of grief uh, before. But, hey, you might want to just not do that, not say that. That's it's, not my my role for a while because we assigned everyone kind of roles to make sure everyone was focused on something while you were whoever was teaching was teaching and we were all kind of listening for things and that was mine for a while that Natalie our executive director um, had given me was to think about that because a lot of times when we're talking I think we all do this I mean even if I'm a service leader sometimes I'm not even thinking about it when you're talking to people in the room you're talking to adults but there's also middle school and high school students in a lot of our rooms and being able to communicate with them is yeah I try to think of that because sometimes we don't all do that. So if one uh, person thinks about it, it's better. That's right. Because I don't think I would like I should. Well, you, you do a pretty good job. You got a gold star for that effort. Nah. Okay, good. Nah. I'll tell you what, though. I'm having fun mixing this right now. This is fun. Just turning dials every once in a while when you guys start talking. Cool. So are you actually doing anything or are you just kind of... I mean, I think so. We'll see how it sounds later. All right, good. Either way. I want to touch on what Ryan said a little bit about the, the you know, just that eval piece. Um, I, I don't get to be a part of the Thursday evals um, just because I, you know, this is, I have a day job that kind of prohibits me from being there, but um, that eval piece is still a huge part of, of what I do in, in the connections world. And um, <laughs> Ryan said that, uh, you know, anytime we're public speaking, we know what we're trying to get across and it doesn't always come across, translate the way that, you know, it, it sounded up here in my head. Um, so <laughs> anyone who's been attending Henderson for a while has heard me really botch some of those service leader spots just because you know i get up there and i say you know uh, mm, uh like and I, I i trip over my words the whole time but and i'm not saying I'm, I'm i'm there yet but you know as we do that eval process i'm i feel like i'm getting a little more comfortable up there i always show up prepared and i still one of the guys in my growth group counts how many times i say um and lets me know after service so i feel like that's an evaluation it, in oh, you itself. better believe it that's right the only difference at a formal one is to be written on the board we counted 27 ums we would say which we used there. to do that for some somebody that was a job someone was counting ums or something oh yeah and i've been tagged off base for repeated words and everything it's good but let's just all be honest that we just have formalized what everybody does informally when they're sitting out there listening mm -hmm. absolutely um, everybody's um, thinking um. the same thing we've just created the opportunity to say it which uh, that is a good thing it's it's uncomfortable but uh, I, I like to think it does everybody in the audience a favor in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's one of our staff principles. We talk to each other, not about each other. Um, and so it's really making that a thing instead of talking about, oh, man, but Brett, that wasn't very good, but I'm not going to tell him. Like, instead, we'll just say, Brett, that wasn't very good. And you kind of make it better. That's right. And then I shuffle off embarrassed <laughs> and then they come back and you're still my buddies. We've That's never right. said that. It That's wasn't right. good. Right. It's never not been good. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I think you it's sure? always good. There's always just things, oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> but I got to say, one time our, I was talking about her not giving me a gold star executive director we have here. Uh, one time I literally I drove away from the campus, and she called me and said, hey, you know, I've been thinking and thinking about this message, and I really think it is missing something. It, it didn't come up. For some reason, we didn't do that. And called back, and we retaped it. Uh, because it was coming into Christmas, it was kind of a big thing. She, she was like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but I got that call on the highway. And, and yeah, so, but that was a good thing. But usually we say it face to face, but she eventually just said, maybe everybody was anxious to get to Christmas or something. I don't know what it was, but. But it, it is a, a 
a pretty full day. I mean, we start out like from the CG side, um, our creative team will make the slides and make sure everything's ready to go. Eat your notes Wednesday usually and, and make those and um, get everything in order. So then when people do come in on Sunday, our teams come in, it's ready to go. I mean, for the most part, unless, you know, there's a few tweaks maybe sometimes that um, whoever's teaching might make. But I mean, it's a it's a pretty full day of, of the setup. We pray together. Um, we hear the message, uh, we eat lunch together and talk about it and then we evaluate. And then, um, usually from there, it's getting everything else kind of finished up from the, I don't know what that was. Sorry. Yeah, we have our, uh, and then we have our, um, our service leaders, uh, do their spots. Now we haven't done this very long. Just for the last several yeah. weeks, we've actually, you have to stand on the stage and say, well, Josh didn't have to do that. Well, no way, but we send in recordings, don't we? Yeah. Well, we I have haven't done it recordings. since we started doing that. We don't that's, count the ums yet. But... That might be why I haven't done it since we started recording. Okay. It. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. And so even if you can't be at our meeting, you have to send a recording in and says, and you can't say, this is what I'm going to say. You have to say it, how you're going to say it. And then we send you notes and say, please don't say it that way. Stop so saying um. Way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, and, and I'll add something about that. I actually just told, I think I said something to Matt and I just said something to Ryan here before we, we started recording today was like when we first talked about doing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to add something else to Thursdays. Like I've already got enough things to do. And I, I'm service leader about once every three weeks at uh, uh, West usually. And uh, the first time we did that, I went in and I was just like, yeah, that was really helpful. Like that helped a ton. I mean, to be able to go in and it's almost like you're mad. It's like, I didn't need yeah, that. Right. You resent. I want to okay. do that. Like I need to do it, but that's right. it's well, just one of those a, things a snapshot on what those really look like. Cause I, I get up there and did mine. See, well, when you do the, you're up for evaluation. One of the, the beauty of these things is if you come in there unprepared, it's not like you can hide that. Right. Mm -hmm. So especially cause you're you only have roughly three minutes, maybe sometimes five minutes in the first spot. And then the, the second spot you have three or five minutes so it's not like you can just get up there and ramble. So I remember this week I came off or I got done with my opening spot and Matt Bravo looked at me and said, man, I just fell asleep. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> because I, and he was teasing with okay, me. Yeah, really, was, what kind he, of evaluation is that? The point, the point I think he was getting across was just I wasn't prepared. I tried to say a whole bunch of things and and not I ended up not saying anything, you know. Yeah. And so oh, yeah, yeah. Um, when you got a, four people in a room that you know are listening simply to pick out what's wrong, you know, you just it's just weird. <laughs> just an odd It, odd it is. And speaking of, I'll go ahead and give every, uh, everybody in the audience on the podcast thing. We're going to do that with this. And you can participate in that. So if you um, want, we want to get better. We've only this is only episode two. So I would maintain that we should allow people just to say, hey, this is what's good. This is what we'd like more yeah. of. We think this would be helpful or interesting or whatever else. So and you can do uh, that yeah. by emailing podcast at onelifechurch.org. Yeah, and we'll read those. That was beautiful and not planned. Yeah, that was I really way to go. <laughs> good stuff. Right. I really want. Can I? Can I say something that's not? That's completely off topic, but. I'm going to throw it in there. So sure. I really want you, one, to write a book someday. And I really want you to title it, I Would Maintain. Because that is my favorite <laughs> thing that you say when you teach. And I don't know if you know you say it, but it's one of my favorite things that you say. I love it so much because I know when you say it, I'm like, oh, here comes the point. It's ready. It's time. Really? I would maintain. Yeah. You know what? I didn't notice that until right now. But now and I've been back. a part of about, what, 5,000 evaluations, and that's never been said to me. I don't think it's a bad moment. thing because no, it's not a, it's not no, a thing I to just, add. But I've I just love it. That, that I say I would maintain a lot. Or so that's going to start making it. You're going to smile notes. next time you say uh, it, but well, not like when you say I would maintain, I'm like, well, here it comes. I'm ready. Let's bring it. 
and now the only downside is now I'll hear myself saying that and I'll never <laughs> now you know it. I, I know now that I'm aware know. of it. It's like I'll hear myself and go, oh no, okay. Well, that's what I'm now that I'm going to be listening for that. That's going to make it into my notes right before right. you know this is the point. It's going to yeah. be I will maintain. I will and maintain. Then I'll write the point in okay. bold. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. So if you I'll write a book and you good. title it that, I'll only take two percent. Two percent. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm all over it. Okay. That's right. Thanks. I would maintain. Got it. Be on the lookout for it. <laughs> so, um, going to this past message, uh, this past Sunday's message, um, I, if you want to, Brett, if you can give us any kind of like a a recap, uh, maybe you know a, a few sentences, kind of about like what it was about, and then uh, something I was talking to Dan Sullivan last week. If you guys know Dan Sullivan, he's amazing and always has amazing ideas. Does our daily Bible readings, writes them um, throughout the week, which is amazing to think about that he does that but um he was saying we were talking about like the purpose of the podcast and he said oh yeah asking brett like well what do you wish you would have said or would have been able to say i was like that's a great idea for a segment so kind of wanted to ask you give a little bit of recap and is there anything that you didn't get to that you wish you would have had more time to get to yeah you know it's it it is kind of funny like which version are you talking about (laughs) so i was kind of attempting that in a way i started thursday the evaluation i listened to it on uh, friday morning i think and then i changed it for sunday and i changed it between the 9 and the 11 and so it was a little bit of a journey of keeping trying to say what i wanted to say what i was wanting to say more than anything um was kind of what i said only the problem is i picked such a thick passage. Uh, John chapter five, and, and the commentators even say, this is like one of the, probably the most involved statement that Jesus makes about himself in all of the Bible. You know, you, I, I think I mentioned this in the message. People say, well, he never claimed to be God, or he, you know, they wonder where the Trinity idea came from. Well, if you've read that passage, you know where it came from, because that's what people were processing. So if I could do it over again, I wish I could have delved deeper into all that he says. I just very much hydroplaned. You know, he, he claims to be the voice that you're going to hear that's going to raise everybody, you know, believers and unbelievers from the dead at the end and, and uh, his relationship with the Father and I'm always working and, and uh, I'm, I'm the judge of all the earth. All this very, very thick stuff that I felt like I gave pretty light treatment to, uh, honestly. And so I wish I could have delved a little more in that. Uh, is that if that what you're after? Yeah, like sure. Left yeah, like out? If there's anything like yeah. that, I mean, and if you want to, you can. I mean, if there's anything you want to add to it, I mean, I know um, when we're going through the passage the first time, and when you said that uh, in your message about like, what do you think about Jesus being like, go and send him more, or it could be worse, like stop, like he just says that, like it's you don't see that too often, so like, right. Uh, I don't know if there's anything there that that was something that really stuck out to me um, that I don't know if I just hadn't thought of because so often we don't hear Jesus saying those types yeah, of things. I, I wish I could have, and that's why I didn't like the Thursday version. It was originally, uh, I ended up making the points um, from the Thursday version to the Sunday version was really clarifying. First of all, it was all in the end about the most worthwhile thing in all of life, the most valuable thing, is to know Christ relationally. I'm more convinced of that now than ever. But know Him as other. You have to remember that. And I wish I could have delved into that more because I'm seeing a trend where people will talk about in very positive terms about Jesus, but I always want to say, well, define Him. You know, what is He like? And that's an example of that, of the Jesus of the Bible will say something to somebody's face like, oh, by the way, you just got healed, but hey, stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. Well, in a lot of people's Jesus, he wouldn't do something like that. So the Jesus of the Bible will, but sometimes our personal versions of him wouldn't have him saying that. So I I think I want to 
raise that more and more and more. So, what, so what I was wondering where, where, um, like I was wondering where people get this, that idea of Jesus from, like, you know what I mean? So this idea, you know, you hear people say that a lot. They, well, Jesus was all loving. wasn't, they don't feel like he was very offensive, but I really, that was the point that stood out to me as well was he, he absolutely was very, very offensive. So where do you think, where, where have we, have we gotten to a place that people think that Jesus wasn't, you know, he was just this all ushy gushy kind of all love, no offense kind of guy. Well, again, for the, for the non-Henderson version, <laughs> this is so terrible. I even added a quote by Tim Keller. He said something like, uh, if, if, you're, if your God never agrees with you, you're most likely worshiping a, um, an idealized version of yourself. So it, where it comes from is projecting on Jesus, who we all, most everybody, even non-Christians, view him as a positive figure. Uh, we're projecting onto him what we think instead of letting him speak. I think that's where it, it's rooted in ultimately. And we want him to be a little bit more lightweight or loving, you know, not, and that's a pretty light one compared to some of the other things that he says. Um, let's just use examples, but that's what I think. I don't know if anybody else got any theories about where that comes from, but that's kind of one of mine. No one does have any Josh, anything, Josh, anything, not specifically to add, but I mean, just to add in general, I know you said you did have some notes, like anything that, I don't know, questions or thoughts that came up as you were hearing it? Um, yeah, well, just to, I guess, piggyback off of that, I didn't realize that that wasn't in the earlier renditions of the message, <laughs> but I did write down that Tim Keller quote. It wasn't one that I'd heard before, and I really liked Tim Keller. And and I think that that's a really cool and maybe a little sad point that, um, you know, that the reason people do, I guess, see Jesus as this, non-offensive you know pacifistic type person is because we've kind of built ourselves into our beliefs um even though that you know if you really dig down a little deeper the gospel is kind of offensive sometimes i mean it, it doesn't take the politically correct route uh, most of the time and you know so I, that i really picked that out yesterday i thought that was cool Good. Yeah, I see. And it went in your notes and everything. Yeah, it's in my notes. No, it, it, it just it, it travels that way because it's both. I mean, he he is the one who did miracles and had compassion and forgave people, and he attacked the uh, religious leaders. But even when he does that, if you read Matthew 18, I mean, he, he calls them snakes and a brood of vipers <laughs> and all this. And we, we sometimes we pass that over, like, wow, that was quite a speech. I'm not sure I would say that, uh, that to anybody that way. And he obviously had the authority to do it. Uh, but it's 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 weighed out. He's deeply compassionate. Uh, but C.S. Lewis called him intoler intolerably severe, too. And if you're really looking at him as he's revealed in Scripture, you get both. And sometimes we tend to you know, kind of look inside ourselves and interpret it that way and form him in our, after our own image a little bit. And Henderson, you brought up the whole Lord, liar, lunatic thing from Lewis. Mm. Um, is that, that's right. I can't remember if I did that at East or not or when I did it, but I did, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, that that yeah. has always been. I remember the first time I heard that. I guess it was. I mean, it was probably four or five years ago. But I was in my car, and I think Keller, Tim Keller. I think I was listening to a sermon of his, and I think that's the first time I ever heard that argument. I didn't know much about C.S. Lewis, so maybe it was a little longer than five years ago. But I didn't know much about C.S. Lewis who he was. Never really read much of his stuff, and I heard that, and that literally. I mean, just in a sense, blew, like blew my mind. And that's coming from a guy in church. But what I've learned in conversations with people who 
either would say that they are far from God or, um, you know, they would say something to the effect of, you know, well, you know, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not much into church. When you start talking through this Lewis thing, there's a lot of like sharp disagreement around this idea that, you know, the whole Lord liar lunatic, you know, he either is who he says he is or he's, you know, a liar or he's a lunatic, uh, one of the three. And so, I mean, have you had a lot of conversations with people around that? That Not where there's been a lot of sharp, sharp disagreement. I mean, I uh, and I'd be interested in exploring that because, uh, but those passages, when you read them, you know exactly where I got that from. What always fascinates me about Jesus, though, is we can read. You read John chapter 5. I just sign everybody, just do it. And that's what we tried to do. And it goes on. I didn't read the whole thing. I read a lot. But it goes on. And it's funny that Jesus says these really, really wild things about himself, and he gets away with it, though. You, you don't think, oh, this guy's crazy. No one, I don't think anybody does. They, they just think, oh, yeah, okay, so he's, so he's one with the Father. So he's going to be the voice that raises everybody from the dead. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. It's, uh, I don't know why that is. So I've not experienced a lot of disagreements with that, but you have? Well, maybe it's disagreement yeah. like... I guess people just don't necessarily accept that. It's not like we like you have to choose or something. Yeah, like it's over. I mean, it's over coffee, so it's not you know. Right. I, and I'm probably not smart enough to have a true intellectual debate on that topic. Right. But uh, people would be like, "Well, I don't think that's the case." It's almost like to where that's something that literally just kind of rattled me for some reason. I, I'm a, I was a follower of Jesus. I was already in the pastoring kind of world at that right. time, and it still blew my mind uh, when I heard it. Um, but I have heard people. I was, I was having coffee. I don't know. It was less than a year ago. Uh, and I, we were talking about that very same thing. And he goes, I just don't think that's reality. He kind of blames some of it on, you know, kind of historic authorship of scripture and kind of just kind of sideline the whole argument. Yeah. Like you, people don't feel like you can commit to one of those three and right. maybe there is a fourth or maybe there's a fifth, but in the end, and, but you can also challenge those historical document things because that used to be everybody's backup. Well, the original Jesus probably didn't say any of that stuff that was placed on him later. But if you study enough, you know that's not true. We, we're very confident we have what he said, even by strict skeptic standards, uh, that, that we can rely on that. So I think you can kind of push that to the side. And let's imagine this guy really did say this stuff. And you're kind of back to, it's a little hard to debate him, in my personal opinion, that whoever's saying this either, either is who he said he was or he's lost something or he's just lying and manipulator and everything else. But he gets away with it for most of us. Uh, we just kind of go, wow, that's just how Jesus talks. That's what he does. He's all about it. I, and the first line in that passage, or one of the first lines where he just looks at the guy and says, do you want to get well? Like, I just have this mindset that he's saying it like, I mean, do you even want to? Like, with right, a little yeah. bit of attitude, you know, like, I don't, maybe he doesn't. I, I know, I, and I, I've, I've been, po- I still never did figure that one out exactly. Like, what was he after there? I mean, was, was it kind of a push yeah. or was it just... Uh, a genuinely compassionate question. Uh, anybody have any opinions about that? Like, wouldn't do you want to get well? Well, I think something you said later on in the message about when he kind of came back at him after he had been healed and said, um, you know, stop sinning or it's going to, you know, something worse could happen. I think that I'd never, I've read that passage several times, you know, in the past and I'd never thought of it that way. Um, and you mentioned that it never says in the text anywhere that he, he was disabled from birth. Um, it, it kind of leads you to believe that it potentially could have been something that he caused doing something, you know, irresponsible or crazy and, and got himself into that situation. So, you know, at, with that being said, um, and, and he kind of, you know, references it later in, the, in that passage. But when he says that, it, I mean, he very well could be saying, you know, if you're still maintaining these, um, you know, 
these opinions or these thought processes on life that got you into this to begin with, then, um, you know, do you even want to be well? And then later on, you know, it kind of, I guess, sets up that he's probably doing or potentially doing things that he was doing prior to whatever it was that caused this uh, disability. And, you know, then that really goes back to what Jesus' question was, did you ever even want to get well to begin with? I mean... Yeah, because ultimately, because you don't want to break this pattern that put you here. So right, it's exactly. linking those two. That's a, that's a possibility. And then you wonder, I, I keep wondering, did he, did he see him start down that very road, like stop sinning like is in right now? I can see you're headed over there to mm. buy those drugs or whatever the guy was. I don't know if they did that in those days, but uh, did he see him walk that way or think that way? or uh, So maybe it was relevant, the two were relevant. Right. And, and again, we have to be careful not to speculate too much, but I, on the other hand, it is just kind of a fascinating way that he handles people, and it's it's and it's different with the blind man later. He doesn't do that, and it's specific to this particular occasion. So, um, but point being that Jesus is the other. You're getting to know someone else, and so let him be who he is, rather than letting him be what you think he ought to be. Which is, I think, is what we're. I'm guilty of it too. It's not, I think we all do it to a certain degree. What's um kind of as we kind of start wrapping up with this conversation? What's um what's a question that people could be asking themselves or be processing from that that you would kind of throw out there? I, I think, and and I opened the message with uh, just out of my own life context was uh, I said it this way in the in the better version, which was the Bible declares it, but for me life affirms it. When I've I've gone to funerals and I've packed all my stuff around and we all have limited lives. We only have one and only single solitary life. According to the Bible, knowing Jesus relationally, truly, fully following him is the single most valuable thing, period. And so what 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 does that mean? Am I doing that? What does that look like in my life? Am I actually pursuing it? this the most valuable thing? How am I pursuing that in? Am I in scripture? And then what, you know, the, the ultimate point, the relation to the table conversation was in church, are we helping each other do that? I mean, I mean, intentionally, like we, we're trying at one life, we're trying to design it. We're trying to give, we give our leaders like questions they can ask people just around a table like this. Let, let's, let's take it beyond talk, talking about the NCAA finals and let's go ahead and ask someone, you know, how have you seen God work in your life? How have you increased in your love for Jesus? And if it's the most important thing, that should be fair game. Why not do that? I guess that would be my thing. Just ponder that. What am I? And that's why I had people pray, Lord, give me something different to do. So I, I'm, I'm doing a Bible study right now, just my own personal life to design to be a lot more relational, I guess. How can I know you a little bit more? So that'd be mine. I don't know if anybody's got else, any other suggestions, but that would be something I would just say to ask yourself about it in the end. And no one else has any suggestions. <laughs> well, no, I'm doing a, I've never like studied through the book of Isaiah. So that's what I started doing. Um, so I'm going to kind of read through it a couple of times and then kind of do some chapter by chapter study and just to learn it a little bit. It's, it's a lot. Um, I yeah, just, I'd say uh, I'd yeah. never done it before and I've always wanted to do it. So you, you said, take a step. So that's my step. Oh, that's a great step. Well, that's, so, and that's what I know, think we'll it's see. second only to the Psalms in terms of how many quotations from Jesus directly or allusions to, uh, no, or maybe Deuteronomy, but I know Isaiah's up there somewhere in the Yeah, ranks. I think I, I was on chapter nine this morning yeah. and there's a lot of uh, just familiar language in there that you look back and I said, I didn't even know that was from the book of Isaiah. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Are you just reading through it? Or are you using like something 
along with it. I'm going to read through it a couple times, and then I've got this really cool, uh, it's like a background, cultural background commentary of the Old Testament um, that goes through and explains a lot of some of the, just kind of what we think is odd language or names of you know certain things or activities in culture that day. And it explains all that. So I'm kind of using those two together to read through it a couple times, and then I'll go back and bring in commentators and just kind of take it chapter by chapter. Yeah. Uh, it, go ahead. No, you please. I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily an answer to the question or not, but, um, last night, um, you know, my wife and I met with our growth group and, and we kind of pitched that question, um, to the group, you know, how can we, I guess we framed it as how can we as a group, um, just kind of a small group of, of believers, how can we, um, do that better? And what we kind of came to, I guess, kind of relates back to last week's message a little bit too, um, which, you know, I, thought was an awesome um, uh, analogy about kind of identifying ourselves as as Mephibosheth. Um, and so we talked about that last night at group and how, you know, how can we um, help each other, help others around us and, and ourselves place, you know, Jesus at that number one value spot. And um, just what we came to kind of the consensus of the group was just to be more intentional about identifying ourselves as Mephibosheth. And huh. as we're um, in our group setting and we're bringing, you know, new individuals into the group or we're seeing people, you know, at church or at work or in the community or whatever it may be, if we're identifying ourselves that way intentionally, um, then, you know, that'll kind of bleed through into how we communicate with people and how we see life. And, and it'll, it'll really, um, even without verbally saying it, it'll, it'll kind of create opportunities for us to, you know, have them join us at the table. Yeah, yeah. So you're not ranking yourself on how much we know Jesus. I'm a nine and you're a six. Right, it's more right, like right. we're all kind of in the same boat and we all want to make progress in that area, but we're not viewing right. ourselves uh, as, as something special. We're just kind of at the table. Uh, yeah, and it and way anybody else would be. Last week when we discussed a little deeper into into that message in particular, that's kind of how we said it. it. It was that you know no matter how much I've been in church, studied, prayed, whatever, I like I deserve um, this that grace. Zero percent, and the next person next to me, who's never been in church a day in their life, never read the Bible, whatever, they deserve it exactly as much as I do. Right, zero percent. So you know, we both have the same you know right to be at the table, which is nothing that we haven't been given. Um, and yeah. I think kind of just an intentional viewpoint or worldview of that yeah. um, is kind of how we as a group kind of came to how we can um, kind of place that you know. Yeah, you guys had that discussion. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty amazing. And then glad to know that's going on out there. I I want to take a time while Josh is here, and you are a connections director for One Life Henderson, and we're talking through this series about getting connected to groups and being a part of that, like not just doing um, life alone, but doing life with other people, um, without giving you know like you know all the things to do. Like, what would you like? How would you tell people to do that? Because I know a lot of people come talk to you after service. Like, they'll come out and talk to you after service. Um, and ask you questions about groups and teams and being connected. What I don't know. What what kind of stuff do we are we telling people to do there? Um, I mean, I encourage everyone to get involved on a, a team that serves right there on campus and also a growth group. But you know, if you're if you're just looking for uh, a place to get connected into a community of believers and grow um, in your own faith, help those beside you grow. I would absolutely have to recommend, you know, first and foremost, getting in a growth group. I feel like 
Um, my wife and I have led a group for the last few years and it's had its ups and downs and ebbs and flows as far as, you know, how many people we had come in and things like that. But we've built some really strong relationships and, you know, the example that Jesus set for us was that community is, is the best way to do life. And so, and we've really, I mean, really experienced that in the relationships that we've built. Um, those discussions that we have are, are impactful. And I mean, I feel like, you know, even as, as we're, you know, typically leading the discussion, I feel like we grow as much as anyone who would attend. And so I feel like that would be the first step towards, you know, getting into the community. Yeah. And Does that I, answer your question? Absolutely. No, I, I wanted to hear your perspective because I know that, um, you know, you are one of the people that people are actually connecting to. And I, I shared this with our staff a few weeks ago and um, I'll say it here, but um, when I was in Henderson a few weeks ago, uh, talking to Mark, my mom and stepdad came down and it was the day we were all filling out connection cards, which was really, really fun. Um, and my mom is like a rule follower. She'll do anything she's supposed to do. She's like, oh, I'll fill out the card. So she filled out the card and uh, she sent me a picture and you hand wrote her a note thanking her for coming and you didn't have to do that and you did and I really appreciate it. She really appreciates it and those are the kinds of things that I hope people see that we really want to connect with you and I know that Josh really wants to connect with you um, in Henderson and so thank you for that. I really appreciate that. That was very nice. Well, Way to go, Josh. Probably yeah. another gold star. That's there good. For you say gold That's star. Right. She had the authority to do it. I, yeah. I think it'd probably go. That's right. Um, and then since you did mention this earlier, I feel like we have to acknowledge it. You talked about him beating people up. I know. Like we have to talk about this or people are going to be like, what are you talking about? I was hoping it would about? come back around. What did yeah. that mean? I said it would come back around. Well, we'll close what, with what, that. What, what a favorite factoid about Josh is that everybody needs to know. He's actually, he's, he's a cage fighter on the side. I don't know how all that works. Like I do my job, I do connections and then I go and I beat people up in cages. And so I just, I just love that. It's just uh, like a nice little thing to know about you. And yeah, also, that's a, uh, um, I guess a little known fact when it comes to, you know, when I first meet people, they, you know, I, I, I guess I don't give off the, um, the air of, of cage fighter, you know, when I, when I'm just in a discussion <laughs> yeah, just with someone. Record, no, you so don't. sometimes I'll sneak it into conversation for shock value right. and just be like, yeah, you know what I do when I'm, you know, in the evenings I just hit people and they're like, oh, just hit people. And it's like, yeah, they hit me back and it's fine. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's in a cage. And all that. It's yeah. It's yeah, every yeah. now and then on a Sunday he'll roll in with like a, like a, a swollen eye. I'm like, <laughs> Been training or what's going on? Yeah, actually, after I leave here today, I'm I'm driving back to Morganfield, and you know that's that's what we're Good. gonna do. We're just gonna beat each other up. Oh until, my gosh! Is that right? Man, that sounds like a blast! Wow! Well, hey, if you just want to come come on down, oh, I'd, I'd love it. I was eating it up. That's right. Yeah, I'd be so scared. The day. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Well, I'm glad you're on our team. So that's exciting. Uh, I guess kind of anything else to wrap up? Anything else to add? I know. Um, that there is an opportunity if you are in a group that we do have huddle questions out there each week for everyone to take a look at. Um, you can find us on the One Life app or on our website, onelifechurch.org. And um, honestly, it's just a great way to continue the conversation. And so we did say we were going to end every podcast with Ask Brett a Question, which we didn't have anyone submit any via email this week, but you can do that at podcast at oh, onelifechurch.org. Oh, people here. Okay. No, yeah. people right. can submit them. So I won't tell you it. until that time, but I was wondering okay, yeah, if Josh had a question for you yeah. since he's here. I should have been thinking about one and, and I've been too busy thinking about how intrigued I am with Ryan's question because he sounded really excited about so, it. She just pitched to him. <laughs> if he's ready, then yeah, yeah. I'm, he not, I'm not ready. Me, I'm not prepared. Because this he time. said, are, are there any, what, there's no boundaries on these or something like that. <laughs> and I absolutely said, I said, yes, there are. You know, okay. So it, uh, my question is there is a certain uh, area in, in Evansville 
um, that has been given the name uh, Nicholson Pass. And I'm just curious as to, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear that story. Okay. Well, you know, just in the interest of time, okay. It's actually technically in Chandler. And, uh, uh, the person I referenced a while back was the executive director of our organization. Yeah. I, um, she, they were building a house and our staff went out to the house and my wife had an FJ cruiser and I had always been trying to tell my wife, you need to take this thing off road. You know, she's like, I don't want to, it's, it's, I want to keep it pretty. And so we were out there and it just looked to me like there was a perfect place. I was driving her vehicle to go and, and do, and do the four wheel thing. And, and I had some of you guys in the car and I just went over the hill and went down there and said, the FJ cruiser can handle it. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be awesome. And it hit the bottom of the hill and that thing got stuck to the point where her (laughs) husband had to get a tractor out and pull me out of there. And, uh, yeah, so they renamed that uh, Nicholson Pass. Uh, it does exist out in Chandler, and uh, it was my. And I tried to convince everybody not to put it on social media because I did not want my wife to see what I had done. I had to. I said, "Let me handle this. I will. I will tell her in my own way and in my own time." And none and it of looks us like did. This is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. no she none knew. of us did. But That's what's right. funny? None I, no, you did. Yeah. He said he saw a place that looked like a perfect spot, yeah. and when he said that, what he means is an extraordinarily muddy. Ditch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't that's, do right. it. that's what they're for. It that's looks right. like quick quicksand. The it? other car was, we were outside screaming, honking a horn, like, Don't go down there. <laughs> yeah. and you guys went. And the guys inside were like, Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I, feel like, yeah. I feel like I missed this trip. Who yeah. all was in this yeah. vehicle? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I know Matt was in there and uh, Thomas. Uh, Thomas and Jason, maybe. Yeah, Jason. Jason. yeah, yeah. Jason. Michael Matt was there. And, you, and I could tell as soon as I hit the bottom, like, This is not going to work. And then the, the bottom <laughs> fell that out. That was of my so funny. Gosh, that was funny. Okay, so. Appreciate that. Okay, um, Brett, what's the the what are we learning about this week? This wait, wait, okay. <laughs> yeah, I felt a little guilty because the table I've I've approached it a little odd. Okay, because I could tell people uh, when I was going through the whole message yesterday, I brought up at one point, what's this got to do with the table? And I could see some people like, yeah, that's a good question because we have no idea. But it will be more about actually uh, we're we're doing this whole thing. It's about what's the, what's the local church all about, and we're going to talk about from from Romans chapter twelve where it says be devoted to one another in brotherly love, and really explore what that means, like devotion love versus emotional love, and what the local church is really supposed to look like, and God's design on how the relationships actually function. So I'm hoping to explore that as deeply as I possibly can, and then you know, and it'll be a little bit more on topic with with the table thing. They've been on topic, but this one will be. A little bit more direct, I guess you'd say. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for episode two of the podcast. You'll hear more about what Brett just talked about in episode three. And you can also always watch any of our messages at onelifechurch.org or on our One Life app. That's it. The end.